Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Hello there, family, friends, and strangers, and welcome to the Monday Matters podcast. I'm Holly Cochran, and today what we are going to be talking about, I'm hoping that it's kind of a short and sweet podcast today, Uh, sweet being kind of a fun word because I'm talking about sugar and how to become more aware of the amount of sugar that you are eating without, you know, ruining your life. You do not need to hate everything that you eat. You do not need to hate life in general. You do not need to sort of uh, (laughs) think that this health kick that you want to be on means you're going to have to eat awful foods that taste horrible and being sugar-free is a huge pain in the butt. I want to try to dispel a few of those myths because I have said to clients in the past, we really need to reduce your sugar. And I can hear on the other end of the phone Uh uh-huh. Or I can see the look on their face like, I don't think so, sweetheart. And I know it becomes a very daunting task to consider how to go about reducing the amount of sugar that you're eating. And I actually had a lady tell me in the gym the other day, I know I need to be cutting back on my sugar, but I actually don't even know how. And it was that sentence that I've been mulling over in my head for the last couple of weeks. I don't even know how yeah, I I need to help people with that. It's been about a 10-year process, at least for me, learning what foods have higher sugar content in them, how to properly read a label and know how many grams of sugar I'm getting every time I'm eating something. I have not just stumbled across alternatives. I have not just, you know, completely revamped my, my kitchen and my cooking in the last six months and become this, you know, sugar-free environment. It has been a process for sure. And so all I'm suggesting today on this podcast is that you become a little bit more aware of where there are sugars in your diet and some great alternatives so that you can start to squeeze out the sugar and introduce some of the natural sweeteners that serve your body better. If you've been listening to this podcast for a bit, you know that I've been in a course called a functional nutrition uh, course. And every single month, it's a new um, system. So the digestive system, the cardiovascular system, the urinary tract system, the endocrine system, the immune system. And every single month when I delve, dive into the next sort of chapter of health, the number one enemy is sugar. It The message is so incredibly loud in my world right now that um, 
it feels like I don't have a whole lot of balance. Like I cannot think of one thing that sugar does that is positive. And so it makes it even more passionate for me to be finding my alternatives and to be reading my labels and doing all the things that I've been doing for a long time now. But it's actually making some more decisions happen. Now, instead of just reading it and being aware, I'm reading it and making different choices. But like I said, it's been a process. So if you are just starting this process, and if you are listening to this podcast thinking, yeah, I don't think I could ever be sugar-free. Trust me, I have been there and I thought that too. And being sugar-free with those little air quotes, completely sugar-free is not a goal I am striving for at this point in my life. I need some balance. Um, I need some convenience in my life. And so for the month of March, I went as sugar-free as I possibly could for the entire 30 days, which meant I ate really nothing out of a package. I was making everything that I was eating. I switched the protein powder that I normally use because the protein powder that I use has sucralose in it. Anything ending in OSE is sugar or an artificial sweetener. And so my protein powder has sucralose in it as the sweetener. So I had to change that to a stevia protein powder, which is a natural occurring sugar. Um, I made I made many swaps in March, trying really hard to read every label. There was nothing out of the side of my door in my fridge, no ketchup, no salad dressings, no mayonnaise, none of that stuff could be in my world for that month. But it's, it's back in moderation. I made a few recipes um, that I preferred now. So the salad dressings in the side of the door are probably like when they're expired, well, if I'm being totally honest, when they're expired, they're still going to hang out there for probably another year or more. But when I finally go and take those out, they will be expired and we won't have finished them because I am making some really yummy salad dressings now that are sugar-free um, and naturally sweetened with maple syrup and with honey and lots of herbs out of my herb garden right now and Greek yogurt. And anyway, I'm not on a salad dressing podcast right at the moment, but the things in the side of my door are getting less and less because I'm learning to make um, sugar-free options that are really yummy. So first of all, I need you to know how to read a label and understand how much sugar is in the product that you are thinking about buying. So when you are at the grocery store and you get to the label and you flip it on the back and on, it says where there's carbohydrates and there's sugars and there's grams, that is how many grams of sugar there is per serving. So check out what that serving size says. So let's say the serving size is half a cup because there are cereals out there where the serving size is half a cup and there's 30 grams of sugar in a serving size. So for half a cup, you're getting 30 grams of sugar. So now let me put that into perspective because I that means nothing to me, but about... 10 or 15 years ago, I don't know, I think I had Kata as a baby, I was in a nutrition course on um, feeding toddlers. And we started looking at labels. And that's when I first learned to read a label. And they explained to me and my sort of needing, needing the visual that every gram, four grams of sugar, four grams of sugars, uh, one of those white cubes that you get in the box. Like, you know, when you go to the church tea and you put a cube into your teacup, that is four grams of sugar. 
So if you are on the back of a box and going to eat half a cup of cereal, which is a very small bowl of cereal, I'll bet you, you eat more than a half a cup of cereal. But if you were to eat the serving size of half a cup of a scoop of cereal, and there's 30 grams in that, you're getting more than six cubes of sugar in that little bowl. Well, just under six. That's my math. My mental math while I stand here at my microphone. Not so great. I should have had that done before I started. A little less than six. But the bottom line is, would you go and take six of those cubes out of that box and just pop them into your mouth? Most of you would not. And so that's what's happening when you put that cereal into your bowl. And when I started to understand that's how that worked, it started to change my relationship with a lot of things that I was buying. It changed my relationship with how much I enjoyed ice cream. It changed my relationship with how many tablespoons of ketchup I was using. I love fries and ketchup. You guys know that. But it does change how many times I want to squirt ketchup onto my plate, knowing that there's a lot of sugar in a tablespoon of ketchup. It makes me want to find a decent tasting ketchup that doesn't taste like, I don't know, there's metals in it that is naturally sweetened that tastes good. And we have found one at Superstore. It's actually not too bad at all. So, um, I'm going to, I haven't tried it with the fries yet. I just tried it on a piece of, I think we had a chicken or something. Anyway, I just tried a little bit of ketchup just to see what the flavor was. And, oh no, that was, we did it with potatoes off the barbecue and it was pretty good. So now I need to make my comfort food of McCain fries and ketchup and see if this superstore sugar-free sweetened with dates ketchup's going to suffice. And I will let you know if it does. If you are reading the back of a box, or if you are reading a label and you cannot understand what the words are, there's for sure going to be sugar in them. They make up some really fancy words to kind of hide how many different forms of sugar they're putting into stuff. When I Googled it, I found up to 61 different names of sugar. So if you don't know what it is on the back of the box, you can make a pretty good assumption. It's probably sugar. And there is just no benefit to sugar to our bodies. It doesn't do anything at all to serve us. So every, every year I work harder and harder at choosing things that make me healthy or healthier. And I know that if I am not making a choice, whatever the choice I'm making, if it isn't making me healthy or healthier, then it's making me sick and sicker. I don't want to be choosing to be sick. So I have to keep looking for things that help my body be strong and healthy. I've told you before on this podcast that I believe there are some hot army men inside me that are fighting off all the bad guys that I ingest on a regular basis, sugar being one of those bad guys. I just don't want my hot army men to work too hard. So I'm trying to keep the amount of enemy attacks of sugar at a low if I can help my system out by just not ingesting a whole lot of the enemy, then I think I'm probably going to be healthier and definitely happier. The correlation, the studies that are done between the direct link between mental health and 
sugar blows my mind. It, I mean, because I have a social work background and counseling is something I'm really passionate about. The chapter in my course that was talking all about mental health was absolutely fascinating to me. But if there are, if you or someone you love suffers from any sort of um, mood disorder, anxiety, depression, anything like that, being really mindful, starting right now to reduce the sugars in your life and squeeze them out and allow the natural occurring sweeteners to replace them because we have a sweet tooth. We're not supposed to be without anything sweet in our life, but starting to weed out the the processed sugars and flours and exchange them for whole foods and natural occurring sweeteners, mental health improves so much. So that's another reason I'm really passionate about the kinds of sweeteners that are in our house and the kinds of um, baking that I do. So let's talk about the natural sweeteners that I approve of or the ones that I use on a regular basis. So when I'm making like salad dressings and if I'm making my granola, um, if I'm making muffins, things like that, I will use maple syrup, real maple syrup. I had a conversation with a lady the other day just wondering whether or not Aunt Jemima was a maple syrup and it is not. I'm talking real maple syrup, honey. Um, so maple syrup and honey, monk sugar. Monk sugar is a white crystallized sugar. I bought it at Costco. You can buy it at Superstore. It's in a bag. It substitutes nicely for um, like in a chocolate chip cookie recipe, things like that. So if you're making a, a cookie recipe that calls for sugar, the monk sugar is sweeter than like it makes your baking a little bit sweeter, I find. So I'm cutting back. Like if I'm doing a recipe that's a cup for a cup, I cut back the monk sugar and I don't use a full cup because I find it sweeter than the regular sugar. But um, coconut sugar is a crystallized sugar as well, and it is a brown sugar. I use coconut sugar with almond flour and butter in my Saskatoon crisp, and those flavors together make such a yummy crisp with a little bit of oatmeal in there as well. So the coconut sugar is a nice alternative to a brown sugar. And it has a lower glycemic index. So it doesn't spike those blood sugars like a brown sugar will. Um, the other thing that helps to sweeten things like, you know, your homemade granola bars where you're not going to put a whole lot of, um, you don't want to have a higher honey or maple syrup. You don't want to have a whole bunch of sweetener into a granola or a bar or an energy bite is using the dark chocolate, 70% dark chocolate or uh, cocoa powder. So when I'm making icing, the, the real cocoa powder is also a really yummy sweetener that will help to have things satisfy your sweet tooth without spiking those blood sugars and making you feel hungrier. That's what happens when we eat sugar. If we eat sugar, it does the opposite of what we're hoping. So if you have a Tim Hortons iced cap and a muffin in the morning, hoping to fill up and make it till lunch, you're doing the exact opposite of what you should be doing because that is just going to make you hungrier and make you have cravings for more food, i.e. sugar. So you need to do 
the opposite of that and look for a higher protein, lower carbohydrate start to your day so that it actually fills you up, satiates you and does not create those cravings. Um, if, if anybody has ever tried to reduce sugar before and felt those cravings, I feel you. The first time I tried to stop eating chocolate chips, that was it. Like I wasn't even reducing sugar like there. I wasn't even looking at a label on a salad dressing, nothing. I just, we were doing a challenge in the gym and I said I was going to give up chocolate chips for 30 days. I jonesed for chocolate chips, like craving them. They're in my pantry. I know exactly where they are. And my hand would go into that chocolate chip bag every single day. And I had to write myself notes. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away from the chocolate chips. But my addiction became very evident. And it was, I was comical. I was like, okay, woman, you are strong. I was, you know, I could lift barbells and do pull-ups and do hundreds of burpees and all the things. I felt like I was a fairly strong human. And yet those tiny little pieces of chocolate in that container in my pantry taunted me. And I've gotten over it. The cravings for the sugar get less and less when you get over it, but it was work. Like, and I know in bigger centers and I've watched TV shows where they talk about, you know, the sugar, the the overeaters anonymous or the sugars anonymous or whatever they, I could have signed up. Honestly, the, the chocolate chips addiction was one of the first things that I realized, okay, my sweet tooth is a little beyond just having a sweet tooth. I'm actually quite addicted to sugar. And I don't want to be addicted to sugar. If I'm going to be addicted to anything, it has to be a more healthy option than that. So I knew I needed to take that into my hands and I knew I needed to sort that out a little bit. And so 30 days, not one chocolate chip. And I didn't substitute it for any other chocolate because I have chocolate stashed in lots of places. Like if you look in my glove compartment of my car, there might be some chocolate. And the kind of chocolate that I choose now versus, you know, five years ago is better and a little piece of good for you chocolate is not the end of the world and I'm not going to stop doing that but I don't need it hidden in every corner of my house anymore because I don't think about it I don't think about chocolate like I used to I don't crave it I don't need it at the end of every meal but I sure used to that was an addiction sugar is addicting so if it feels like it's a challenge yeah sign up for the challenge there's no health benefit to you eating sugar. And it's actually one of the biggest culprits for your risk of heart disease, diabetes, hormonal imbalances, um, autoimmune disease. Like I can't think of one chapter in my course that hasn't gone on and on about the detriment of sugar. So let's just be coming more mindful and aware, that's the first step. That's where I was 10 years ago when I realized that four grams of sugar is a sugar cube. That made a huge impact on me and the labels that I was reading and the decisions I was making. Once I started getting my head around that four grams of sugar was a sugar cube, 
how many grams of how many sugar cubes do I want in a day? And how many sugar cubes do I want my kids to have in a day? Like, I'm pretty sure if you're at the church, you're not just going to let them grab 10 of those cubes and go running around, but you'll give them a wagon wheel or a pudding. So you just have to be really and a wagon wheel and a pudding all in the same day. Just be really starting to be aware of those um, grams of sugar and what, read the back of the label. If you don't understand one of those words, it's probably sugar and start to squeeze those things out and replace them with some natural sweeteners. Things like maple syrup, honey, monk sugar, coconut sugar, dark chocolate, um, and uh, what was I going to say? Anyway, one of the one of the artificial sweeteners that is still in my life that I'm having to balance out is the sucralose because it ends in OSE, so I know it's a sugar. The sucralose that is in my protein powder. In the month of March, when I went sugar free, I changed my protein powder so that it had a stevia sweetener instead of the sucralose, and I have gone back to my other protein powder that has the sucralose. It only has, um, I can't remember. I was going to remember 1.5 grams per full scoop. So it is not a lot. It is not a lot at all. If my body required me to make some different choices, if I wasn't doing well, if I had high inflammation, if I was sick, if I got a cancer diagnosis, something like that, I may make a different choice regarding my protein powder for sure. But until then, I am balancing out the fact that the the higher protein does satiate me, does make me feel full longer and is probably of all the evils, the better choice. And that's how I'm living life so that I don't have to, I have some convenience and I don't hate everything that I'm having to prepare and do. And, you know, it's not, it's not too much work is sometimes I just make the choice to have a scoop of protein powder that has the artificial sweetener in it because it can't be perfect. I am not perfect and neither is my diet, but I am very aware of what I'm eating, if that makes any sense. And I know where I could do better. It's just not always an option. So keep following me on Foodie Fridays because there is no white sugar on a Foodie Friday. I have never made anything with a white sugar. They're all sweetened with artificial, or I'm sorry, they're all sweetened with natural sweeteners. Start, you can follow me on Pinterest if you want. Um, there's no white sugar on any of my Pinterest boards. I'm always trying new recipes. My salad dressings are my new fave thing to make. I'm probably going to be throwing out the dressing, salad dressing jars from my fridge someday because I'm really enjoying the ones that I'm making. Um, and all of the baking that we make around here, all of the energy bites, that kind of stuff, none of those have sugar in them anymore. So when we do have it in the scoop of protein powder or um, some crackers that we're going to have with, you know, if we're going to have um, uh, meat, cheese and and cracker night, the crackers might have sugar in them. There might be sugar in um, the turkey pepperoni sticks. There is because I had to give those up in March too. So, but it's not as much as many, many other choices that I could be making. So you're always just wanting to look for the best case scenario at the time and being aware of how many grams of sugar you're consuming in a day so that the number doesn't get over, you know, 30 grams in a whole day would be a lot. 
That would be a lot. And sometimes we have that in one food item. So um, that's my short and sweet podcast on trying to squeeze out, start the process of being aware of your sugar. Four grams of sugar equals one cube out of those boxes. So now start just rummaging around in your pantry, look in your deep freeze, look in the fridge and see when you eat said item, how many cubes of sugar are you getting per serving? Start there. That will help you to be making some choices. But at the base of all of this, I do not want you hating life. <laughs> I want you to just be aware of how you can be choosing to be stronger and healthier. You deserve to feel amazing. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will get back here next Monday. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time!